Thank you. 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 Hello and welcome to Gratitude Sandwich, the little podcast that aims to make a big difference by increasing gratitude in the world through stories from regular people, just like you and me, who find some things in their life that surprise them, that they actually turn out to be grateful for. So today on the podcast, we have my friend Juanita Albin. Let me tell you a little bit about Juanita. Juanita is an entrepreneur, a writer, an advocate for domestic violence and abuse survivorship. The recent pandemic forced her, like many of us, to reevaluate her reality. That sparked a journey to a complete life transformation where past negative circumstances and behaviors were addressed and new passions were discovered. Juanita's life mission is to be a voice for victims who can't speak for themselves. Her grateful approach to sharing her story sends a message of hope, even in the midst of seemingly impossible circumstances. Welcome to the podcast, Juanita. How are you today? I am wonderful, Lori. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? Absolutely. I am great. I am great. I'm so happy that you've taken the time to do this with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tell us about... All the things. I mean, in your intro, it, it hints at so many good things. Tell us, where's, where, does it, where does your story begin? Oh, my goodness. Well, really, you talked about um, being grateful for, for even the most strange, the strangest of things. <laughs> um, and it really all started with COVID. I know that's strange, but I'm kind of grateful for it. I know it, it certainly negative, negatively impacted a lot of people, and it did me as well. Uh, but I really found a lot of gratitude with COVID. Um, and what I mean by that is COVID, of course, caused all of us to kind of stop dead in our tracks, and the world was flipped upside down pretty much overnight. And I found myself working from home which was, I'm I'm grateful to have that option, but I found a lot of extra time on my hands and um, in doing so kind of was reevaluating what was I doing with my time? Was I doing anything to help other people? Was I just going to sit here and woe um, in isolation and let that drive me crazy? Or was I going to be productive and do something to make a difference? Mm, My goodness. Yeah. It's so interesting because we can look at something like a pandemic, like, oh my gosh, life is over. (laughs) and sit rocking in the corner (laughs) or (laughs) this little bit of hope maybe springs up. What can I do with this time? Good for you. I know what's coming next and I can't wait till you tell everybody because this is so awesome. Well, I don't know if it's awesome, but hopefully it's impactful. That's the most important thing, but I thank you for that. So in my journey to self-discovery, if you will, during COVID, you know, I, as so many others had to kind of reinvent our reality. We had to reinvent who we were, what we did, whether it's through job or social media or through friendships or family. And so I really started with what began as a 30 day and then ended up a 90 day and then has just continued on a journey of really kind of rewiring my brain. So I started completely ripping the bandaid off with shutting off social media, with television, movies, music, everything, all outside stimulation. And I had to do a complete reset. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to write, I'm going to journal, and I'm really going to start just walking and talking this thing out because this has to positively impact someone somehow. Mm-hmm. And so I, through that, that journey of uh, kind of fasting, if you will, 
I kind of rediscovered a passion for writing. And through years of working with a coworker and telling her about these funny stories, she often would say, you need to write a book. (laughs) You should write a book. And you think, oh, yeah, but most people don't do it. So looking back and journaling through my life, I realized, you know what, I've been through a lot of trauma in my life. And a lot of it, I really didn't deal with until I was forced to, because COVID forced me to kind of sit and stare at the wall and, you know, think about my life and up to now what's happened. And so through that, I I picked up an old project of of writing a book. I really started um, reanalyzing where my time goes. I started meditating. I really dove into God's word and prayer. I really started kind of reevaluating where my energy goes and where I choose for it to go. So what story are you telling yourself about your life? Is it serving you? Have you ever taken the time to question this? Well, if you need a compassionate, creative guide to help you through this process, this is what I do. Go to my website and sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call where I'll teach you three coaching tools to help you begin this journey. My website is lauribisser.com. Go check it out. I started volunteering at hospice once a week and I really started to change my inner dialogue and the story I told myself about my life that kind of went from a woe is me, life is over with COVID, I've suffered so much trauma that I've not dealt with in a healthy way, to I truly uh, stepped into a full transformation of my life and have since then discovered an undying passion now to help others. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Little question. And this is, is completely, you know, it, it, I have no idea what the answer to this is. Did you have any idea when you started that fast? Like, did you, okay, I'm just going to read and I'm going to write. Did you like curate some books to start with? Or did you just have like a library that you're like, I'm just going to pull something off? Or did you have some direction there? <laughs> Well, I sought the, it's a good question, Laurie. I sought the uh, advice of some dear friends that I trusted, um, trusted them and said, hey, I'm doing this total like stripping away of a lot of junk and I'm just kind of reprogramming. So I have to start from the ground floor. What books do you recommend? And so I started, you know, I have Audible on my phone. I love audiobooks. So I started mm-hmm. downloading uh, books about, you know, self-image and about a positive affirmation, about meditation, about, um, you know, thinking, I, I even started reading about like, what do monks think? What do monks meditate on? You know, there's a book called, uh, I think Jay Shetty called Think Like a Monk. Yep. And, I, and I downloaded that and I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like people who really shut out the world and start blocking out negative energy and really start focusing on whatever it is their their goals and dreams are, whatever they're meant to do, they just step into this whole new amazing focused place and doors open. And so I started reading a lot of books about that, about law of attraction, about just all kinds of things that really intrigued me. Mm, So interesting. So tell me what else happens in your story. Oh, the story continues. So uh, (laughs) years ago, the coworker that said you should write a book. um, I thought, you know, yes, I have some comical stories, but I have a lot of tragedy there too. And no one would want to read that. No one want to read that. So as I was confiding in um, um, one of my mentors, I, I was speaking um, with her and she said, what do you mean no one would want to read that? 
there's a grateful component that you have to have in your heart for everything leading up to now, Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't be who you are if you hadn't gone through what you hadn't gone through. Therefore you have an insight that only you can have that others may benefit from. Mm -hmm. And I started really meditating on that and thinking about it and decided to pick up the project again and of my journaling, which ended up morphing into a book that I just finished. And um, really the book is, is about shame. It's about victimization. It is about what do we do with, you know, when life hands us lemons, um, how do we then help others through our journey of healing? So really it was a book, not only to help me through my own healing, but to hopefully help others who need it as well. So great. So great. Can you want to say more about the book? Well, the book, uh, the title of the book is called The Knower. And and people kind of look at that and they're like, what, what, what is that about? So the book, you know, we've all we all have that, what we call a gut instinct, woman's intuition or man's intuition, human intuition. We, we, we have a, a, this, 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 this inner true North compass inside of us that, you know, you, that, that some may relate to, you know, you, you, some guy asks you out and something in your gut says, Ooh, don't go out with him. He's bad news. And you do it anyway, (laughs) or, Hey, you know, don't go to that party. There's bad news or whatever it may be. You could, you could put a million situations in that, but oftentimes Lori, I know that you and others, you, you have a gut instinct about stuff. You know, when something feels right, when something's not right, when Mm -hmm. something's tugging at you to say, let's go a different direction. Mm -hmm. And too many, victims and not even victims of abuse too many people um, have suffered trauma to the point that they don't trust themselves anymore mm-hmm. you know they believe the lie that something broken is better than nothing at all and my book specifically pertains to romantic relationships and of course that could be a parent to child that could be a family member or friendly relationship but I focus primarily on romantic relationships because that's where the majority of shame I believe lies with a lot of victims so the book is really about kind of um, helping victims get past their shame, you know, disarming shame, laying it to rest and stop believing that lie that something broken is better than nothing at all and getting them back in touch with their gut instinct, you know, their intuition so they can learn to trust their judgment again because that's severely impaired when someone's been traumatized. Absolutely. Absolutely. So did this, you didn't set out to write a book, you were journaling. And then as you're journaling, it was this sort of, oh, this is how I can help people, right? Yes. Um, I had actually sent, um, you know, a few pages of my, what began as journaling to a friend of mine and she looked at it and she said, you've got something here. You know, you're journaling about past pain and trauma and upbringing and relationships and bad decisions you've made. And and in your writing, you still have a component of component of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Even through all the trauma you've been through, you still have a grateful heart and you still have a message that other people um, can benefit from. So it's not just a a woe is me. It truly is some lessons to be learned here. So you're right. It did not start out as I'm going to write a book. Look at me. I I was terrified and I'm still a little nervous about it, but it really began as my own journey to healing that kind of morphed into with some input from some wonderful, amazing people um, who said that you've got to really expand on this. You, you have to expand on this because you have a message mm. and it needs to be heard. Wow. And so do you believe in your research and your own, your own story 
outside of just being a person who has a grateful heart, is that something that you're born with or is that something you cultivate or both? What do you think? Ooh, good question. We're getting all philosophical here, Lori. Um, that's a good <laughs> question. I think that um, I was always, I was born with a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. While I can't speak for others, mm-hmm. um, I think we're all created differently, but I think we all have the capacity mm-hmm. to be grateful. Um, even if someone in the moment is not grateful or they weren't really born with what they would call a grateful heart, mm-hmm. I think it really is about what we choose to focus on. Absolutely. It really is about what we choose to focus on. I mean, some someone who has the greatest impairments. I mean, if you look at even some great historical figures like Helen Keller, let's just say, oh I think we can all agree she had a rough go of it, <laughs> but she had the influence of a teacher who saw something within her that she had to pull out. Yes. And I think if someone's not born, or if you want to say someone's not born with a grateful heart, I think really if they surround themselves with influence and with people who can pull out of them or spotlight gratefulness or show them gratitude, they will start to model that behavior. Yes. And and I think that's contagious, just like anything else. It's extremely contagious. Absolutely. It is contagious. I think it's really interesting when we start thinking about (sighs) gratitude as a practice. And, um, and that's something, you know, we can sort of imprint on ourselves and the people around us because of the energy then that flows out of our own selves and the way we approach things rather than seeing the pothole right in the road, seeing the way through or around or whatever it is. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So say more, when does the book come out? Do we have a date yet? Uh, How can people buy it? Do we have a link? Uh, not yet. I'm actually finishing working on my website now. Um, the So I'm still in the trial run here. Um, my editor and I are still working. We've hit some snags. Uh, soft launch date was supposed to be March 1st, which is just around the corner. Um, so I'm, I'm realistically looking at probably April, um, which is fine. I'd rather it be right um, than out and not be right. You know, so I'd rather just take our time and get it done right. Um, and as soon as the website is up and available, I'll have the link. Um, I'll certainly put that on social media or wherever else to go to to put the link to buy it on my website. Yeah. So send it to me too when it comes out and we'll make sure we put it on the um, on the bottom of this podcast so everybody can find you and hear more um, about your story and your trip. Trip. Your experience through life. Life's a trip, right? Moving through these challenging things and how it can turn into something you could not have imagined. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful. You know, I'm, I'm putting out Facebook live videos now a couple weekly and I just received and, and they're about everything. They're everything from, you know, what goes through a survivor's mind or a victim of domestic violence when they're in the midst of it. Um, when they get out of a, of a relationship that they're most vulnerable of going back and it's the most dangerous. What do I do if I need to escape? And I can't escape. Um, you know, I, I mentor group. I mentor individuals on uh, Facebook groups that I'm in as well. Uh, domestic survivorship groups. And I mentor uh, men and women. I say men and women, the majority of um, users are men, but there are men who are victimized as well. Um, And so I, you know, I, through my social media, I received a message just a few days ago from someone who I have known since grade school. And he said, I just want you to know that your messages are, 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 are being heard. He said a family member of mine, he didn't name, um, was in a relationship and I forwarded your videos to her. And just for, from, for hearing the perspective of a victim's point of view, she felt 
um, heard, she felt that she wasn't alone and it empowered her to leave. And she's now back home with her loved ones um, in, in safety. So just without even realizing it, one person was impacted. And, and, and if just one person is impacted positively, then that is what it's all about. Oh my gosh. One, but you know, what I can get. That is huge. And that kind of moment, especially sort of, I feel like, you know, you're kind of at the beginning with this book and everything, even though you've been doing your, some, some helping online mentoring and stuff. And I feel like there's this moment where somebody says, thank you. Even if it's not a direct, thank you. It's like this, what you did made an impact, changed someone's life, helped in any way. Sometimes I think in social media land and the land of COVID, it's like we're shouting into a vacuum, you know? And so every, every one of those that I get, I, you know, I'm like, oh, you got to sit and celebrate that for sure. <laughs> That's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for sharing all your information about your book and your story and just the unique way that you came to it. Because most people aren't sitting around going, Hey, gee, it's COVID. I'm going to get rid of social media because it's like the main way we contact each other. You know, so it was a really big fast, really big fast for you. And sometimes these really unique methods are the last thing to come to mind. So maybe people have questions for you about that because that, that's something else. <laughs> Absolutely. The biggest questions I get right now, um, you know, there's kind of a two part to a victimization. You know, you've got those that are in the situation and can't get out. And, and I focus a lot on once you're out, what happens next? That's when it gets scary. That's when it gets real. That's when it gets rough. And that's, when, you know, you get lonely and fear is a big motivator. And so I talk to a lot of people that say I'm out of the relationship and now what do I do? Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's really important to talk about these things because if we don't disarm the fear and the shame and all of the motives behind the decisions that we victims make to put ourselves back into another bad relationship or we don't unpack our emotional baggage before we move on to the next you know romance or whatever it may be all we're doing is is more harm than good so it's really important we kind of take a real look at ourselves in the mirror and kind of you know absolutely absolutely and yeah those grooves that we wear into our mind around how we approach the world need need a, a good spotlight shine on them especially when you're in that sort of a shift moving into something big and new. Huge, huge. This is so great. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for joining me and Juanita today as we unpacked her story. So interesting. Please leave me a five-star review on iTunes and leave me a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Go to my website and download my free Yoga Nidra for deeper rest meditation. It's said that an hour of Yoga Nidra is equal to four hours of sleep. I want to see you well-rested and happy so that you can practice your gratitude with ease. Have a great day.